Welcome to the Discipleship Podcast with Pastor Pablo Martinez. We truly believe disciples aren't born, they are made. If your desire is to grow, renew your mind, and go to the next level in the way you live for God, this podcast is for you. Pastor Pablo will be sharing the real heart of a disciple through tough but transformational truths that are sure to confront us. These truths will lead us into establishing the kingdom of God in our lives. Now is the time. Grab your pen, a notebook, and your Bible. It's time to get formed. I am so glad to be with you guys. And uh, I have to tell you, I am really, really excited to share this word. Um, I was just telling the translators as I sent them uh, my, uh, my message that um, this word has the power to change anyone's life. If you receive this word, if you allow it to come into your heart, into your spirit, I believe that it will change not just today, tomorrow, but it could change every moment of your life. It could change everything. Um, I want to make sure that you understand that tonight I don't want to just preach. I want to teach. And you have to understand the difference. When someone preaches and teaches, is different. Whenever Jesus would teach people, it was because he had compassion on them, because he loved them. The Bible says that in places where he could do no miracles because of their lack of faith, he didn't just lead, he would teach. Because he knew that many times what we need in order to receive a miracle, what we need in order for God to do his miraculous word, like incredible, powerful deeds in our lives, it's simply about teaching. It's simply about us learning something that will change our lives. Would you allow and ask the Holy Spirit to open up your mind, to open up your heart, that you could understand tonight the full message and be able to walk on it and to apply it. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your grace. I ask you, Holy Spirit, that tonight you would reveal your word to every single person that is listening. God, we do not want to be lazy about your word. God, we want to be active. We want to be proactive, God. I ask you right now that you please open up the minds and the hearts. If there's someone, God, that gets easily distracted, like myself, God, I pray that you help us focus, that you help us, God, to give you our attention, our emotions, our, our, our mind, our heart. God, we want to receive your rema. We want to receive your word. It is in your name that we pray. It is in your name that I share this word, Jesus Christ, Thank you so much because these times, difficult as they may be, I know, God, that they are one rema, one word away from changing. In your name I pray, amen and amen. I want to share with you the difference today between logos and rema. Now, logos is, is a word that you may be sort of familiar with. A logo is, is a picture, right? It's a picture that represents something else. Logos, though, the actual word logos simply means words or word. Rema also is similar. Now, before I lose you guys, I need you to grab onto this, okay? There's a difference in the Bible between logos and rema. Logos is what you read. Logos is the words of God. Logos is the word of God. But rema is a word in season. It's a word for you from God. Logos is learning, is understanding, but Rema is applying, is saying that word belongs to me. That word is all I need in my life to get me from point A and to point B, no matter what is in between those two. Rema is what we need in order to overcome. Rema is what we need in order to see the fulfillment of the promise of God. Can I tell you something? I have been so many times in my life 
where I've been attacked, where I felt, you know, oppressed, or I felt, you know, pressured, or I felt, uh, I don't know if you've ever been there before, but you feel anxious, or if you feel sad, or some of you may even feel depressed, or some of you may feel like this anxiety, this sadness, but I got to tell you this, you're one word from God away from going over that mountain. There's been many times in my life where I've been found in front of a difficult financial situation and instead of looking for finances, I started looking for a word. And every single time God provided more than enough. Whenever I had a need in my emotions, in my heart, instead of looking for a person, I began to look for a rema, for a word from God. I'm going to tell you this, whenever in ministry I find battles, I don't look for somebody to cry to, I look for the rema, I look for the word of God. When as a father, my family is encountering something, I look for a word from God. Not too long ago, you heard what's going on in our church that, you know, some of the leaders might have, you know, you know, contracted COVID and this and that. Can I tell you this? I didn't go to the CDC. I didn't go to Dr. Fauci. I didn't start looking at what is Fox saying? What is CNN saying? I went to the word of God. Let me tell you why. Because it is in the word of God where you find healing, where you find power, where you find strength. It is in the word of God where you find everything you need in order to overcome. I wonder if this church, CFF, has learned the power of Rema. I wonder if you have learned the difference between reading the word and having that word becoming your daily bread, your sustainment, that which will get you through your entire life. I would tell you this, as a pastor, I would feel so embarrassed if the people at CFF didn't know how to find Rema. Because it is not about being only excited, although I love being excited. It is not only about worshiping God, although I love worshiping God. It is, do you know how to respond to life through the word of God? Or do you simply learn, but do not apply? People can find their entire lives reading logos and receiving logos and believing in logos, which is great, but never receiving rema. Never living according to the word and that which it implies. Can I ask you today, do you know the difference between Logos and Rema? I want to teach you today so that in your life you can face any circumstance, not by power, not by might, but by the spirit of the living God. How do you do that? It is through the word. It is through the word. Listen to this. The Bible says in Matthew 4, 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, rema, that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That word, 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 means rema. The word, word, means rema or logos. You need to be able to tell the difference in the scriptures. I hope that today you can learn, you can understand what God is trying to tell you. That you need a word, literally a word from God, a rema from God. Because we don't live from bread. We don't live from paycheck to paycheck. We live from word to word. Amen. We live not by what people say. We live by what God says. Rema. Rema. The whole world can be against you. But you have Rema. Man, you are the majority. Can I repeat that again? The whole world may stand against you. But you have one Rema. And you are now the, the majority. The Bible says this. And this has been one of my Remas in my life. And I absolutely, I don't know if, if some of you have ever thought about this. Greater is he who is in me than the one that is in the world. Pause. Selah, the Bible says. Greater is he who is in me than the one that is in the world. 
Not too long ago, someone, one of our leaders sent us a screenshot of someone who's trying to do some witchcraft against us. I'm not superstitious and I don't over-spiritualize things, but this was kind of creepy. Talking, they knew exactly who we were. They knew the team. They knew all kinds of stuff. They sent pictures of the witchcraft they're trying to do. Can I tell you, instead of freaking out, I just went to the word. And I remember that word. Greater is he who is in me than the one that is in the world. Can I tell you, no weapon forged against me shall prosper. Because that's my rema. Now let me ask you this. How do you respond to the attacks of the enemy? Now it may not be through witchcraft. It may not be, you know, through, you know, the way that normal people think the enemy attacks. Maybe it's an attack on your emotions. You don't know why you're so angry. You don't know why you're so sad. You don't know why you cannot accept the love of God or the love of people. Do you have a rema? I know people whose marriages have been completely transformed. Not by counseling, but one word from God changed their entire nature. Can you be now, today, sensitive to the word of God and say, God, I need Rema. If you're with somebody, can you tell them, hey, I need Rema. I need Rema. But what is Rema? Rema is a verse or portion of the scripture that the Holy Spirit brings to our attention with application to a current situation or need for direction. It's a word or a verse, an entire part of the Bible that the Holy Spirit brings to our attention. He brings it up in our minds. He brings it now with application to a current circumstance, a situation. And you need direction. That means you need rema. Some of you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You never even had direction from God. You had emotions leading you, but not the word of God. You heard us say, you need a word. Not only a word, you need common sense as well. You need the blessings of God. You need the obedience of God. But my very beginning in my relationship with my wife, I had to have a rema. I didn't have an excuse where I look for the Bible for an excuse. See, it says right there. Go to the book of Song of Solomon. You'll find something. I'm just saying that a rema is not that. A rema is not an excuse. A rema is a reason to obey God. A rema is something that you're going to stand on when all the world seems to be turned upside down. Listen, I know that there's times where you feel like there's nothing that you can grab onto, but you have a rema. Then you have something. Whenever you go somewhere, you must have a rema. And when I don't mean somewhere, I just mean to the store. I mean like whenever God is sending you somewhere to do something, to talk to someone, you have to grab onto the word of God. I can tell you this. I never once traveled in my entire life out of this country without having rema that I would come back. You think I'm exaggerating? Every single time, God has given me a rema. Do you look for rema to make big decisions in your life? I wouldn't dare buy a car without the leading of the word of God. Come on now, pastor. Are you serious? Absolutely. I wouldn't dare begin a relationship with someone, if I was you, without having rema. I don't mean just I found an excuse. I mean rema from God, confirmed by his word, confirmed by his people. Have you ever had that before where you read something and all of a sudden God confirms it through a sermon? Hey, it's happened to me before where I'm reading something and I hear somebody else preaching about it. Or all of a sudden I hear a song that's exactly that. Yesterday at the, at the macro cell, one of the cell leaders said to me, Pastor, that's exactly what I was going to preach tonight. I mean, out of the entire Bible, thousands of pages, you found that one that I was exactly about to preach. I say, you know what? That's the Holy Spirit confirming a word. Let me ask you, have you been confirmed in your words? Let me keep going a little bit more because I want to I wanna make sure that you understand what the difference is between Logos and Rema. Logos is what you read. Logos is information. Logos, Logos is that which enters your mind. But that Rema demands obedience. Rema demands, demands faith. Rema demands action. 
in order to release the power and the promise of God. Let me repeat that again. Dema, Rema demands your faith. Rema demands your action. De Rema demands obedience in order to release the power and the promises of God. How do you know you're receiving a Rema because you feel the challenge in your spirit? How do you know you're receiving a Rema because you know that what you're listening to sometimes doesn't make sense, but it makes God Almighty. It says, God, you stand above everything else, although this doesn't make much sense to me. The Bible says that every word is inspired and all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It is the Holy Spirit who illuminates. It is the Holy Spirit who inspires. Can you grab the word of God in that way? Or is it just a historical book to you? I've come to understand something and I want to say it with all due respect. Some of you don't read the Bible because you don't think it's the word of God. I tell a sad story when I got to know Eoni and actually we got married. I guess that's getting to know her too. But I got married to her and she wrote to me a beautiful, uh, it, was, it was this letter that she wrote to me. It was in the, in the front pages of a, of a devotional book. Eoni gave me that, that, that devotional book in, uh, in, in a very important time of our lives. I grabbed it and I put it in a drawer because I didn't want to read it in front of everybody. I said, I'll get, I'll get to it. Okay, I'll read it. She said, okay, read it later. My beautiful wife poured out her heart into those pages. A week went by and I didn't read it. Two weeks went by and I didn't read it. By the third week, she asked me, so have you read it? I had no idea what she was talking about. I looked at her like a lot of husbands looked at their wives pretending to know something, but trying to find out at the same time. And I knew I had been caught in something. I just didn't know what it was. And she's like, you haven't read it. And I looked, I said, I'm all, um, but, but give me a clue. Can you give me a constraint smile like a fool? And she said, no, you haven't read it. I had broken her heart. I did something because see, she poured her heart out on those pages and I treated it like something common and I stuffed it in a drawer. I had no idea what she was talking about. She began to cry. Not because she's a girl, but because I had wounded her. My wife, whom I love, and I'm telling you, everything that was written on those pages were for me. Man, they were such a blessing. Every word was such a blessing. But I didn't even know what she had written. It wasn't until she started crying. And I was like, Amor, what is it? What is it? I, I couldn't remember. And she said it lightly. And I ran to my, to my drawer and I opened it. And I just started reading it. Can I tell you this? I don't cry easily, but when I read those pages, I began to cry because every word she had written were the words that I needed to get through that difficult time that we were going through. And I don't mean in our marriage. I mean in our lives. There was something there that I was being challenged. And she said, you are my pastor. You are my best friend. I trust you. You're the man of God for this house. And I could tell you this. I needed to hear those words so badly during that time. And it was all along in that drawer. And my wife longed for me to know it. I believe that's what we do with the word of God. God pours his heart, pours his love, pours his answers to our lives. He gives you rema after rema after rema and they're still stuffed in your drawer. Maybe they're accumulating some dust under your bed or by the side of the bed along with three other books that you still don't read. Perhaps it's still a part of every other app and the less the least visited app at times. I wonder how much more we look at Instagram and Facebook other than the Bible app. 
We check in and we just share something. But I wonder if you dwell, if you receive it like a love letter from the greatest lover you will ever have. I wonder if you, like me, felt so dumb when I knew that word was there all along and it's what I needed. And eventually God shows it to you and you're like, man, I didn't go to it. I wonder how much you're suffering because you haven't received Rema. I wonder how what you're going through right now could have been avoided if you would have had a Rema in the past. I wonder if you had a Rema, if you would have made the decisions you made and now the only thing that can fix them is another Rema. I wonder if you, like I, back then, just had to apologize and say, I am so sorry because I hurt my lover because everything that she wrote with love, I didn't appreciate. See, that's what we need today. We need Rema. When you're going through something, I don't care if it's COVID, I don't care if financial break, you know, uh, financial breakdowns, in order to have a breakthrough in anything, you need a rema. I don't care if it's loneliness or sadness, a rema will pull you out of the pit. Will pull you out of the, every single pit. I want to give you examples of, of rema in the Bible so you understand even deeper what I'm saying. Rema. In Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word Rema of God. Rema gives you faith. Ephesians 6:17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word Rema of God. It says helmet of salvation and sword of the spirit. This is the Rema. What is that? These are spiritual weapons, offensive and defensive. Some of us really are getting our butt kicks in the spiritual life because you have no rema. You don't have anything offensive or defensive by which to defend your spirit. Some people are losing their faiths because they have not been hearing the word of God. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Rema. A rema sanctifies and cleanses your mind. It cleans your mind and it sanctifies your soul. Listen to what I'm telling you. Rema cleans you. It sanctifies you. I remember one of the very first verses I learned as a child. I was four years old and I learned this verse. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. By what? By the word. That's how you can keep your way pure. By the word of God. Not by pure flicks. By the word of God. How do you keep your way pure? By the word of God. Is it by trying hard? No, it's by the word of God. Is it by accountability? Sure, that helps. But it's by the word of God. I one time heard that sin either pushes out of, sin either pushes the Bible out of your life or the Bible shoves sin out of your life. But they cannot coexist. Do you understand what I'm saying? Either the Bible will shove sin out of your life or sin will shove the Bible out of your life, but they cannot live in the same place. How can a young man live in purity? By holiness. How could you live in holiness and purity? It is by Rema, by the word of God. John 15, 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. If you remain in my word, it says, my Rema, and my Rema remains in you. Rema releases the miraculous power of God. It's not wishing. It's not praying harder or louder. It is Rema. 
Sometimes we don't know what to say. Can I tell you so many times, I don't know how to pray. And I just go back to the word. And I just start saying the word over and over and over again. Can I tell you in this last season of my life, I have a rema. And I want to preach about that on Sunday. My rema, Psalm 23. Man, and I've been saying it over and over and over and over again. For the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Listen, I'm asking you right now, what is your rema for this season? What is your rema as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife, as a boyfriend, as a, as a friend? What is your rema today? Did you receive rema? Let me go back to this. The rema releases the miraculous power of God. Rema gives you so much. I want to explain to you some people in the Bible that walked on the rema and what they received. The reason I'm doing this is so that you could understand that you could also walk on Rema, grab the Rema, and receive the blessings of God. You cannot twist God's hand. You cannot coerce your way into the blessings of God. You cannot manipulate God with your sadness. God does not move by manipulation like human beings do. I asked myself while I was in Africa, one of the poorest places, I remember being in Soweto and asking, why is this here? I then went to Mozambique and I asked the same question, why is there poverty in this place? At that time, it was the third poorest nation in the entire world. A beautiful place. Mozambique used to be a place where all the rich people would travel and enjoy and it was ravaged by war. So many orphans, so many people, people with our legs, with our arms because of all the landmines everywhere. And I asked myself, God, why is there suffering here? And I realized something. That there is curses over the land. There is people that have made choices that have destroyed their own countries. But the main reason why there is all this is not because God doesn't look at the sadness. But because God is not moved by sadness. His power is not moved by sadness. His power is moved by his word and the faith in it. Can I tell you so many people have been taught so many different things on how to grow and progress, but it is the word of God. I know and I understand what makes something right that was so twisted. It's not ethics. It's not education. All these things help, but it is the word of God. Listen, please, for just a second. The Rema releases miraculous power in everyone. When Jesus told Peter to cast the fishnet on the other side, Peter answered, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. We are tired. Nevertheless, at your rema, at your word, I will let down the nets. How many of you guys know he received the miraculous catch, the provision from heaven? Why? Because of rema. He said, nevertheless, at your rema, I'll cast down the nets. Provision comes. In a supernatural way through Rema. Provision. When the angel of the Lord told Mary, this is awesome, that she was going to have a child by the Holy Spirit, Mary said, Behold, the maiden hand of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word, Rema. By, Re by Rema, Mary allowed salvation to come through her. By Rema, Mary allowed salvation to come not just to her, but through her. Listen, one word can change you from a victim to a victorious person. One rema can change you from a receiver to a giver. One rema can change you from just another person in the shadows of Christianity into someone that God can use mightily and powerfully. Not because you're amazing, but because he is. Can you believe that God can and will 
Mary was just another woman. I'm sorry if you've been raised to believe that Mary was something extraordinary. Mary, although she was amazing, she was a human being. By the grace of God, by the love of God, and by her faith, by her faith in what God said, the Lord saw it and he declared her blessed among all the other women. You know something? I realized this. Yeah, I grew up in Mexico City. And where I was in Mexico, we were not allowed to think outside the Roman Catholic box. And I'm not going to attack anything of it. My mother was going to be a nun. But one thing my mom saw and what she realized was something so simple. And it was so beautiful when she told me this. She said, you know what? As a nun, I was taught to believe that Mary could do miracles. And then as a Christian, I understood that we all can do miracles. Because the same God that spoke to Mary, that same God can speak to you. That same miraculous working power, that same Lord and Savior, that same Jesus Christ that dwelled in her, now dwells in you. Did you hear what I just said? One rema Mary received and she said, I believe you, God. It is your word that I will stand on. And the Savior was birthed from her loins. Can I ask you that question? Do you have the power to receive the power of God for salvation for you, for your family, and for this world? One rema can change it all. Mary, through Rema, received salvation and gave it plentifully. Simeon, you may have never heard of this guy, but he's awesome. We got to preach about him sometime. He recalled the promises that Christ, as he was dying, listen to this. He said, no, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant. Depart in peace according to your word. This man was dying and he received the word from God. He understood it and he died in peace. Can I say this to you? I get to visit a lot of people when their, child, when their children are born. I get to see a lot of people when they get married. But I also get to be by people on their bedside when they're dying. This week, I visited someone who has been told he has no time to live. I was there and I was with that family. And I remember thinking, God, you can raise this man from the, what people declare death. But we know that if he's in you, man, he has an incredible future. Why? Because I believe your word. I got to say this to you. Every single one of us here will face one day our maker. The question is this. Will you face him freaking out? Or will you face him in peace? Standing on his promise. Standing on his truth. I love the word of God. Because it gives me provision. It gives me salvation. And it gives me peace. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Listen. Let me give you one more. Can we give you two more? And then we're going to finish. In Acts 11, 15 through 17, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John the baptizer with water, John, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift, he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way. Listen, this is Peter in the book of Acts, remembering what God said. And he remembered these words, for John the baptizer with, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This is what Peter said, I got Rema. These Gentiles, these people are not supposed to receive the Holy Spirit. They're not supposed to get this. See, they are less than the Jews. But then he remembered the Rema, that God would come over all flesh, that God can baptize with his Holy Spirit. And guess what happened? All those people were baptized by the Spirit of God through Rema. 
Peter was at an encounter with a bunch of people that hadn't gone to pre-encounter. Peter was there, people that weren't ready to receive. They didn't know nothing. They were the ones that were rejected. But I need you to grab this. Peter had a rema. Uh, Jesus, listen to this. Open the way for the Holy Spirit to come over all flesh. Because he stood on that word. He believed that word. He preached it. And he poured his spirit of God over all those people. The baptism of the Holy Spirit through just rema. Let me give you one more. And like I said, I'll finish with this one. This is probably my favorite one of them all. And I think it's blessed my life too much. I find this one on uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 28. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. By Rema, Peter walked on the supernatural. In the middle of a storm where every other sailor was, sailor was crying, where all the other disciples were freaking out, they were paranoid, they were like, oh, we're going to die. Peter was walking on water. The same storm that was sinking everybody else's life, everybody else's boat, he was walking on it. The circumstance that was freaking everybody else out, he was right on top of it. The supernatural working power of God through one word, come. Jesus said, come on. And Peter walked, not on water, but on the word of God. Listen, Peter never walked on water. Peter walked on the one word that Jesus gave him. Come, come. That word was enough for Peter to stand on. You understand that that could have been lava. It wouldn't have mattered. He was standing on the word of God. This is why it's so important to understand that when Peter took his eyes off of Christ, his mind of his word... When Peter released the word, he sank into the water. This is why Jesus rebukes him and says, Man, Pete, you of little faith, why did you doubt? What did I do for you to doubt me? I love my God who is so patient. I love my king that takes his time with us. That when we do not believe, when we, under, when we don't get the rema, when we feel like, God, I can't do this. He doesn't just throw us out back into the water. He says, come on, let me help you up. He grabbed Peter by the hand, lifted him up, and took him back into the boat. The Bible says that the, the storm stopped, that the storm ended as soon as they entered the boat. I believe that your storms in your life have a purpose. I'm going to repeat this again for those of you that are going through it. Every storm in our life has an incredible purpose. And I believe that, that part of that purpose is teaching us to depend and to stand on the words of the very God who created us. The word of God is more than enough. Let me explain this. As Peter was walking on water, so can you walk over your circumstance. If Peter could walk on water, a man just like you and I, we can walk over every single storm. I want you to close your eyes for just a second. I want you to understand this. God wants you to walk on his word. Dear God, I ask you to give us the strength and the power to walk in your word, God. I ask you, God, to help us, please, to grab on to every word that you give us, to not let them go. God, I pray that you give us hunger for your word. You give us thirst for your word. If anyone here has been going through the motions and not really hungering for you, I pray that you forgive us. Jesus Christ. 
You wrote so much for us, yet you never moved your hand with a pen. You wrote it with your life, you wrote it with your blood, and with your example. God, I thank you so much because everyone here that is listening to this word desperately needs a rema and you're willing to give it. Some of you here, all you need is one word. Just one word. All you need is him. One word from him. Peter only needed one word. Come. And he walked on water. Nah, he walked on the word. I wonder how many of you feel like you're sinking at times. Your faith your physical body, your family, your emotions, your finances, your, your thoughts. And all you need is just one word from God. There was a man in the Bible who was a centurion. His servant was dying. He was paralytic and he was about to die. And he went up to Jesus and said, Jesus, my servant is in the point of, can you come? No, he said, Jesus, he's suffering terribly. And Jesus said, would you like me to go? Matthew 8, 7 says, shall I come and heal him? And the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word, Rema, and my servant will be healed. Dear God, I ask you right now that everyone here with humility, just like this man did. Lord, I don't deserve it. With complete intent of obedience, just say the word. And with full trust, and my servant will be healed. Humility, God, obedience and trust, we give to you. We realize that we do not deserve it, but we intend to obey every word. We will trust you, even though the world says no. We will trust everything you say, God. I ask you now that you help us, Lord, just like the centurion, to walk in faith and to see the promise. Dear God, thank you so much because today you spoke, because today you continue to speak. I pray, God, that everyone here that desires a rema, that as they open the Bible, that you will speak to them. Listen, I believe right now, right there where you are with your eyes closed, that God is about to open up the windows of heaven over your moments of devotional. I believe that God is going to begin to reveal his word to you and he's going to begin to read your life in such a way that you'll be so amazed on how much God knows you. You're going to realize today that everything that was written there, not in ink, but in blood, was for you. You'll receive it as a love letter from your father who loves you, from your lover who doesn't need you, but desperately wants you. You're going to receive every word from God and it will get you through the toughest times and into the better times of your life. It will raise a family that is unshakable and unmovable. The Word of God will heal you, will bring your family to His feet. The Word of God will lift you up. The Word of God will turn a horrible situation like a storm into another great part of your Christian resume. Jesus, thank you so much because you are good and you speak still. We want your words. We want your words. Reveal it to us, please. In your name we pray. I just told you the three secrets on how to receive Rema. Humble, with the intent to obey, and the trust to follow through. Lastly, ask the Holy Spirit. Some of us read the Bible as if it was a history book. 
you're approaching it the wrong way. Read it. Listen. I remember when I was young, I was a kid, and we used to have something called liquid paper, white out. And you guys might be too young to remember those days, but it's this literally paint that you would put on top of the words that you would write so as to not see it. And that's the way you would erase. I remember this girl one day wrote me a letter and it had white out on it. Now that letter was from that girl. And I remember scratching the white out off the page and trying to look at it through the light of the, of the classroom, just trying to see what that girl wrote to me. Just one more word I wanted to hear. One more word I wanted to see her intentions. Maybe she said, I love you forever. I don't remember what the word was. It was something wah, wah, wah. But listen, I know that that's how we have to be with God. God, what is behind this? What does this word mean? God, what is behind this? Start scratching the surface. Say, God, I want more. We have to approach the word of God with the same desire. Way more desire than that. How? Ask the Holy Spirit. The Bible says... For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. You want to know what God thinks? Ask the Holy Spirit. You want to know what that means? Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. Before you pray, Holy Spirit of God, please, I come humbly, hungry, wanting to obey your word. Would you please speak to me? Talk to me, God. And he will reveal it to you. He will explain it to you. That you could walk according to it. Does that make sense? Amen? My Rema for Sunday, I won't explain it. I just want to read it to you. And on Sunday, we'll go deep into it. And I pray that it blesses you. And perhaps it'll be a Rema for you as well. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God bless you guys. We'll see you guys on Sunday. And I pray that you find Rema every single day and walk according to it. That your soul and your life will prosper. God bless you guys very much.